Uh, we wish that for you. Welcome to More Than Money. You've got Gene Dickinson. You've got Alyssa Young. You've got John Elliott in the studio. Yay, John's Sta- here. S- standing ovulation. <laughs> that is so good to see you, sir. Welcome back. And uh, best of all the John Elliott fans out there, you now have the opportunity to reconnect and welcome John back. And uh, John is, uh, you know how some people go, you're not half the man you used to be. In this case, (laughs) it's a really good thing. (laughs) It's a really good thing. Uh, John's doing well. Gene's doing well. Alyssa, you doing well? Doing well. That's an interesting uh, observation from Alyssa this morning. Since it's a big, big day in the Young family, we're going to find out about that in a moment. (laughs) But if you are a loyal listener to More Than Money, you know exactly how this works. I will give you three different ways that you can join us. You become the center of attention. You become the reason for us to be. You become uh, the reason we are the most relevant financial show on radio to be honest, in media today. In the world. In the world. Well, I, I, I'll lay that claim. I'll lay that claim for sure. No one is presenting you with fresher information. We are live starting oh, dark 30. Uh, although this morning was so beautiful. It's really a lovely day. Oh, just gorgeous. And Minus uh, the traffic. Yeah, let's not think about that. For, um, beautiful day. Um beautiful time to spend with you we are very very grateful you'll hear more about how grateful we really are here in a moment as well but if you'd like to join us we would invite that 610-720-7900 you talk to the lovely and talented mr john elliott (laughs) and uh, when you do welcome him back after a hiatus he was going to go for the low atus, but he went right for the high atus, which is nice. <laughs> Take the high road. Exactly. He did exactly that. 610-720-7900. If you'd like to email us, works beautifully. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. Uh, and Gene, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com. And of course, if you would like to share our show. I always slow down because that's a hard one. Though. <clears throat> it's like the Shelly sells seashells by the seashore sort of thing. Shelly? I don't know what the name is. Sally. Is it Sally? Sally. I thought I said Shelly, but uh, I no, was. It was a cross between Sally and Shelly. Shelly <laughs> sells. Uh, yeah. Share our show. Share our show. Share yeah. our show. Share and Sunny. <laughs> Both those guys. Um, <laughs> Uh, more than moneyonline.com that's our website more than moneyonline.com you hit the listen live button which magically appears every saturday morning at 805 disappears right around 10 what am i there is a deer crossing the road right outside oh my the window it's actually walking down the middle of the street uh just off macarthur looking <laughs> very very comfortable oh boy. i think uh hoping that uh, the mall opens soon <laughs> He gives oh. it a trot. Oh, oh. oh, he's so beautiful. A truck started coming in and scared it. A stinking truck. Okay. <laughs> hey, and you know, good eyes because 67 stories up, you can't always see <laughs> that kind of stuff. So that's welcome. Uh, MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Hit and listen live button. If you have a question, hit the Ask Gene button. And we are happy to serve you in any way that we are able. Uh, icebreaker call, always welcome. 610-720-7900. We have a fistful of emails, lots uh, to talk about, not just cocaine in the White House, but really, really interesting things. Um, 
But before we get too far along, big day in the young household. It is. And because we are celebrating Andrew's graduation today with a little shindig. <laughs> it's not so little, actually. It's gotten to be pretty big. But oh, yeah, we're having um, a graduation party for Andrew today. And we um, talked about since this year's also our 20th wedding anniversary, we might as well just make it a big bash. Thanks, John. So um, yeah, we're having a party this afternoon and uh, we're looking forward to it. So, are you inviting everyone? Everyone's. It just feels like it. Uh, Pretty much the world is coming. So. I, I'm retracting that in, instantly. My apologies. That is not true uh, in any way, shape, or form. And if you happen to know where it is, forget that you know, because uh, there's plenty of invites that have already been accepted. And then there's a whole bunch of invites that were accepted that nobody knows about. That's exactly so, right. Uh, Alyssa has just a slight amount of stress going on at the moment. So pump your oh. brakes. Do not be driving around looking for the Andrew Young graduation party. <laughs> that would be an error in judgment. Oh, I'm so the terrified. Way, the security team is well equipped. You know, that whole uh, practice taser thing, that hurt. Whoa, that hurt. I thought, I just thought Thanks it was Thanks for being the, the guinea pig. I, th- I thought it was just a little, Z-Z-Z. oh no, oh no. Wow, that's going to leave a mark. Oh my. Uh, 610-720-7900. Uh, so tons of people. Oh, I, I, I mentioned that we would say why it's a great day uh, for the young family. It's also a great day for us to thank our listeners. Yes. Oh, it's always a great oh, that, day for that, no, but especially well this week. Yes. Well said. Mm-hmm. Um, our More Than Money and Invest in You event that was held uh, 10 days ago. Uh, at Blue Ridge Winery, rather well received. Uh, I would say so. Lots of glowing feedback. <laughs> uh, just folks who uh, who deeply appreciated uh, the opportunity to spend time with uh, with wonderful folks, mm-hmm. enjoy great food, outstanding wine, a message that you just can't you you, you just can't. Uh, uh, overvalue. It's it's that good. Randy Dietrich. Uh, hmm. uh, the folks who have taken me aside privately one-on-one to say his message touched me. It made a difference in my life. Amazing. That's awesome. That's exactly what we were hoping. Uh, <laughs> to, you pray for. And mm-hmm. then, of course, in terms of making a difference, uh, we were raising funds for uh, LLS, Leukemia Lymphoma. Yes. And uh, four weeks before the event, uh, Gene got it in his head that uh, maybe if we matched a little bit of money, that would start something. And apparently it did. We were hoping to match originally a thousand bucks and be able to give LLS a check for two thousand bucks. And we would have been very, very excited, very proud, um, along with all the other benefits of being there that night. That would have been a really, really nice thing. It didn't quite turn out that way. No, we did not donate $2,000. Uh, and I blame the audience. I really do. I think they're just, I think they are so selfish. They are just so anti-gene that they wanted to empty his wallet. So uh, between your contributions, incredibly generous, incredibly generous, and uh, our more than money match uh, Monday, 
Val will be joining us in our More Than Money office, and she'll be uh, collecting the balance of checks that will total $15,000. Yeah. It's amazing. amazing. It really is. Uh, You you folks, you're, you're the very best. You're the very best, which is why even though it's a dark 30 when we get up on Saturdays, and even though Alyssa has two and a half thousand people coming to a party today <laughs> and has lots on her plate and even though Jean and Diane if that is her real exactly mm-hmm. will be in attendance among the two and a half thousand mm-hmm. although how are they going to know seriously we could stay home and tell them oh what a great party we were there <laughs> oh I'm so glad it was nice to see you guys okay. mm, yeah bogus bottom line uh, yeah we could be lots of places but we choose to be here and, and and you make it all worthwhile. You really do. Uh, I can't thank you enough. LLS, uh, mm. the representatives that were there, were blown away. And uh, goodness, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, which is what Hunter Biden is saying right now. Uh, cocaine. <laughs> we have no suspects. What? what? Hunter's gone. S- say that again? <laughs> Woo! What a what a country! <laughs> I, I can do blow right in the White House. Oh my and goodness! And they have no clue. They're, let me see. There's Hunter Biden with a long-term drug addiction to crack and cocaine and blow and all this stuff, and they find cocaine in the White House. We have no viable suspects. <laughs> He's we like, ha- I didn't think I was going to get away. No, with this. Jeez, I dropped that thing. I thought this is it. Now I'm good. Nope, they have no suspects. Oh boy. Which means how impressive, how impressive the investigatory skills of the social, of the social, what, uh, Secret Service, FBI, DOJ. Those guys are crack. They are crack law enforcement. No, they're on crack law enforcement. Unbelievable. Oh you can't make this stuff up. Speaking of you can't make this stuff up, and under the heading of, so many of you just scratch your heads and you ask, why? And there's no, there, there is a valid answer, but if you, you want 610-720-7900, you can call after I explain it and we'll give you a valid answer. Uh, we had a very good jobs report. It was uh, 209,000 jobs created last month. No, it wasn't. That's the number they gave us, but no, it wasn't. Uh, because they, uh, it is, is an estimate. Let's see. They gave us the estimate on July Seventh. So uh, seven days after the end of the month, the government wants you to believe that they are so in touch with the workforce. They know that it was 209. It wasn't 211. And it certainly wasn't 207. Don't be ridiculous. It was 209. Yeah, they have no clue. Um, along with that jobs report, they inserted uh, a little, oh, by the way, the last two months, yeah, we overstated those numbers by 110,000 jobs. So they reduced those numbers rather significantly. But bottom line is, this is a good number. Now, it missed estimates because the estimate was 225. And because it missed the estimate by such a wide margin, mm-hmm. BS, such a wide <laughs> margin, the markets just stunk. Yeah, They just stunk up the place. And it's because, oh, good news is bad news. Yep. What? I'm getting really tired of that. Of the, the good news being bad <laughs> yes. news. Uh, you and every American out there, they're just going. 
Now, the explanation I will give to you momentarily, but it is, um, it is, yes, frustrating beyond all belief um, that idiots um, and, and the folks making the projections are the idiots. Mm. Uh, the, the 209 did not miss the estimate. The people making the estimates missed the 209. Yeah. Uh, if if the, today was supposed to, the weather report was rain, and it's a gorgeously perfect day, th- there's nothing wrong with the weather. Right. The weatherman, on the other hand, kind of, what's the right word? It's a technical term. And then, oh, yeah, sucks. Is not good at that job. <laughs> so if you keep missing estimates month after month, why are we even paying attention? We shouldn't be. Shouldn't. We shouldn't be. Shunt. And bottom line is that for most investors who have an evergreen strategy that's a long-term strategy that fits them well, they shouldn't pay any attention to this. This is just all noise on a day-by-day basis because it's silliness. The other thing that's silly about it to me is when you hear the you know explanation on the 24-hour news cycle that the market's reacting to the their fear that the Fed's going to continue rate hikes. The Fed already told us they have two more rate hikes planned this year. Like, that's not news. So we're reacting again to something we already know, and it drives me bonkers. <laughs> uh, you, you hit upon the precise explanation when you said the 24-hour news cycle. They must fill 24 hours a day. There was a time... Not many years ago, John remembers, I remember, when you got half an hour of news a day. Every night, right around 7 o'clock, Walter Cronkite or Peter Jennings or one of those talking heads would come on. And in a half an hour, you'd get everything you needed to know. (laughs) And then you didn't have to put up with this stuff for the next 23 and a half hours. (laughs) But they've got to fill time, so they've got to make it dramatic. They've got to explain things incorrectly. The reality is that the stock market professional investors in the stock market don't care what happened today. They're anticipating what's going to happen in six months, nine months, a year. So if they're looking at a jobs report today, they're trying to project out six months. So today's news and the impact on the market is based on a projection, an assessment, a prediction, if you will, prophesying, (laughs) uh, all of which is... uh, It's what they get paid for, even though they suck at it. So um, bottom line for us is all that volatility for a typical investor is frustrating, annoying, but unnecessary. Yeah, as soon as you start hearing it, turn it off. Turn it off. There's Mm -hmm. no need for that. Not for you. Not for you. Is it interesting? Perhaps. Are you curious about it? Maybe. Go ahead. Do that. Is it it worthy of maybe a hobby? Mm. Sure. Absolutely. Have some fun with it, but not driving your investments or causing you anxiety Uh, that's stressing uh, you out, keeping you up at uh, night. If that's the effect it's having, please turn it off. It's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. Peace of mind should be the byproduct of a very good financial plan. Yes. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Gene at AskMTM.com. I got a significant amount of response to my snarkiness on last week's show. <laughs> About student loans? Student loans. <laughs> I'm sorry? You're never snarky. Oh, never snarky. <laughs> John has not been listening. <laughs> John forgot. He has a whole... Oh, yeah, now I remember. My God, he is. Oh, no, it's Alyssa that's not snarky. 
Gene is snarky. <laughs> uh, Gene suggested uh, that rather than the American taxpayers and the folks who work double jobs so that they could pay off their college loans themselves, or parents who uh, started saving before their children were born so that their kids did not have to have um, uh, student loans, uh, or students that were smart enough to go, hey, I think I'll go two years to community college, spend like nothing, and get 60 credits, transfer over to Moravian, get a degree from Moravian at half the cost. All these people are expected now to pay for the more, uh, the, <clears throat> the young people who made errors in judgment. And my suggestion was bogus. Uh, claw back the money from the people who stole, uh, took, uh, who received it. That's the endowment funds for these colleges. Uh, I, I'm going by memory, but as I recall, Harvard's endowment's fifty-two billion billion. That's a B with a B. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifty-two billion. So claw that money back. Have them repay it. Uh, if if Harvard had um, the students' best interest at heart. Harvard would be free because they have so much money in the endowment. They could pay for all the expenses easily on the interest alone. So if Harvard had integrity, they don't. If they had integrity, they don't. But if they had integrity, they would say, so many people have been so generous over so many years, we don't need to raise any more money. We're not going to take tuition money. We're not going to take any more grant money. We're not going to take any more government money. We don't need it. We are blessed. Thank you so very much. Our students will come for free. And, oh, by the way, here's uh, $5 billion to pay down the student debt of former students who got kind of hung up. Yale should do the same thing. Princeton should do the same thing. Um, Stanford. I think... um, Syracuse should be off the hook because they've done so many good things. <laughs> I, I made that last part. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Gene at askmtm.com. More than money online.com. Um, interesting. Uh, One liner. I thought the whole idea of a financial advisor was they knew when to get in the stock market and when to get out. Well, you thought wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Next. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, the student has arrived. I I don't know that I could have ever said it better myself. Uh, that's not uh, timing. The market is not our job description. That's why not, not? It. But why not? Because we don't have a, a crystal ball. But oh no, that's right. It's a snow globe. It's the cutest little thing. We have a magic thing. eight ball. It's, well, we do have the magic eight ball, but the snow globe is a little Rudolph has a little red nose. It's so, <laughs> and the snow. It's so sweet. Um, okay, so we don't. No. So who does? No one. Uh, no one, yeah. So um, I don't get this uh, comment often. I'm, I was kind of surprised I got it through the email because uh, uh, most folks who email us have listened to the radio show, seen the TV show. Somehow they're connected to us. It's rare they just kind of noodle around and find us up by the website. And and so to ask this question is is almost an admission that they don't listen very well. Mm-hmm. The idea that anyone, anyone knows when to get out of the stock market at the top and get back in at the bottom is a function of either criminality, 
medication, psychosis, uh, scammery, uh, suckage. There's a whole lot of words, none of which are very nice. No. Because they, they are based on the false premise, false premise, that anyone knows what direction the market is going to go, even between the opening bell and the end of the day. <laughs> so how many days have you looked at the market in the morning and go, wow, this is really, and by 4 o'clock, you're going, we got trashed. Yeah, complete, it'll do a complete 360. And vice versa. Yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. You're supposed to be good with numbers. <laughs> Uh, yes, 180, 180. Um, and, and either way, you're going, oh, it just looks tragic this morning. And then all of a sudden it turns yeah. on a dime. Yeah. On, on a moment-by-moment basis, no one knows. On a day-by-day, month-by-month, on a week-by-week, year-by-year, nobody, no, no one knows. Are there indicators that would tend to give us a sense of probabilities? Sure. The answer is sure, of course. The continued creation of jobs gives us gives us the indication that the word recession is probably not in the near term. And you, you get probably, likely, um, um, plus or minus percentages. There, there's no certainty. There is zero certainty. Right. Um, and I think going even the next level to answer it, address this question or, or comment is a financial advisor's uh, whole idea of having a financial advisor is so much more than that investment strategy. Instead, it's about a long-term plan, a comprehensive management of your financial situation, uh, making sure you have everything lined up to keep you safe and, 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 and have peace of mind. And that the the getting in and out of the market thing, which we don't do, the timing you know the timing of the market is not is just a tiny little piece of you know when you're invested in what you're invested. That in. that is true if you're in the more than money world headquarters. Mm. It is not true if you're dealing with Ken Fisher, sure, or if you're dealing mm-hmm. with many 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 other folks who are purely investment advisors. And as a result, since they have no more ability to see into the future than anyone else on the planet, they have to do other things to make it appear that they're being valuable, like moving stocks in and out, moving sectors, talking about things that are pretty, to be honest, complicated. And the average investor would go either, I have no idea what you're talking about, I'm out of here. Or, I have no idea what you're talking about. You must be really smart. <laughs> so that will lead us, by the way, to our next financial advisor question rather nicely right after our break. Mr. John Elliott taking us to our first break of this show. Uh, 610-720-7900. Always can, we can always take a little Doobie Brothers. No worries. No worries. Alyssa, A-O-Y-S-S-A at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Back after this on More Than Money.
sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gone John picked that especially for Alyssa. She wants a lovely day. She wants great weather for all of her guests. Uh, congratulations, of course, to Andrew. But gosh, this is this young man's always on the move. He's uh, the graduation's long behind him. The trips are behind him, and now this party will be here. And then, gosh, Westchester is just a month or so away. And this is. Uh, Fantastic for the entire family. Congratulations to the whole family because it's Thanks. a family deal. I think it was my mother-in-law who said, you know, uh, you deserve as much congratulations about getting him to graduation as, as he does. And when you think about it, when you raise a kid, right, and you go through all the mm. stuff that in, is involved in school, like the permission slips and the homework and then this and that, it's like, you know what, it really is a team effort. <laughs> it really is. To get to that point, it's like mom and dad have a lot of work to do. Uh, so, yeah, it is worth celebrating. So there excited. is a reason why the empty nesters seem to have a smile on their face <laughs> all the time. Hey, I have to t- Oh, I don't. Yeah. I have to pick. No, I don't. You know what I Oh, no. No, they're on their own. But God then look. how many clients have said to me, oh, he'll be back. <laughs> mm. He's not gone yet. He'll be back. And we pray that he is. Yeah, That's, yeah. We always want them to come back. Always. <laughs> 610-720-7900. Alyssa Young, John Elliott, Gene Dickinson bringing you more than money this morning. Uh, cocaine, no suspects. Yeah, that's because the FBI is investigating and they couldn't put two things together. If the puzzle pieces came out of the box still joined, they could not put those pieces together. Uh, thank you to all of you who were so very generous for leukemia lymphoma. We raised with our More Than Money Match $15,000. We'll be presenting our final checks um, to Val on Monday. We're very, very uh, proud of all of you. We're mm-hmm. proud of we're not just proud of you for your generosity of money. We're proud of you for your generosity of spirit, your support, your prayers, your well wishes, and your, your um, gosh, uh, willingness uh, to stand, stand in the face of insanity. And as I have said many times, written it many times, you've read the newsletters, um, my firm belief is that the loud morons of this world mostly in Washington, but San Francisco has their fair share. So does every major city. Total a whopping 2%. It's 2%. They just happen to be really loud, and they happen to have the press on their side. 98% of Americans are amazing, (laughs) generous, wonderful, proud of America. We are proud of America. The fact that our schools are teaching our kids not to be proud, that's a shame on them. That is a shame on them. It's not a shame on America, and it's not a shame on us. 98% of us love America. Uh, We love our God. We are conservative, and we help people. And you guys are the perfect example of that. We had, what, 125 people all gathered together with a common spirit. 
Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You guys are amazing. John's report, very, very good. Before the break, we were talking about a question where uh, the emailer is asking, I thought a, that a financial advisor was supposed to know when to get in the market, when to get out. We agreed that that's a bunch of steaming hoo-ha, which is one of my favorite phrases because mm-hmm. uh, it applies so often, especially as I turn my eyes to Washington and Pat Toomey, as I understand, now representing a lot of the companies that he was uh, very beneficial to while he was a U.S. senator. And that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one is shocked. Anyone who's shocked is too naive to actually be participating in the democratic process. So from a complication standpoint, you made a very important point uh, relative to answering this uh, young person's question of, of, no, that's not what we do. But what we do is far more reaching, Mm -hmm. has far more components, far more moving parts. You're talking about investments? Sure. How about cash flow planning for retirement? How about estate planning? How about powers of attorney? How about executors, executrixes? I know that sounds naughty. It really isn't. But bottom line is that from an estate planning, life insurance, long-term care insurance, reverse mortgages, social security strategies, and I've just scratched the surface, leads me to the next question. Apparently, there's a theme of one-liners. Okay. Why does my financial advisor explain things in such a complicated way? <laughs> oh, um, because you have the wrong financial advisor. <laughs> it doesn't need to be um, explained in a complicated way. So um, maybe that's a sign that you should consider changing financial advisors. Um, I, why do some people do that? Mm. I, I, I don't know how to answer that question because I, I, I know I, it can I, be avoided. What, yeah, how I would do, you answer? Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, if, financial advisors who complicate rather than simplify are very insecure. Uh-huh. They are very personally insecure. They are unsure of their skills. They're unsure of their ideas. And as a result, to avoid to the greatest extent possible that someone asks them a question that they may or may not be able to answer or challenges one of their recommendations that they may or may not be able to defend is they make it as complicated as they can so that when somebody raises a question, they go, clearly, I'm sorry. You don't understand because mm-hmm. I'm very smart and you're not. <laughs> and that's uh, in in my observation. I've only been doing it 780 years, so it's rather limited. But in my observation, it is almost always a sign of one of two things, either abject insecurity. The financial advisor is simply trying to smoke screen mm-hmm. people into believing that they know something that they uh, that they really don't or criminality. Mm. Yeah, it is very, very common that things sound very sophisticated when they're not only not sophisticated, they're not legal. And they're separating you from your funds in a way that, gosh, it sounded so upscale, so sophisticated. I thought it had to be true. You know, it makes me think of people who've come in with annuities that they don't understand and um, then they regret buying. And it's because the explanation, the sales pitch didn't make sense. And so I think they just agreed to go along with it because they thought that it was their understanding that was limited and they just wanted to trust and believe that this person who was making it sound complicated and fancy knows more than they do. And that that's unfortunately, I think, what happens to some people, right? Like, 
lots of people. It's misleading because of the, they try to make it seem so Smoke fancy. Smoke in the air. Ugh. Smoke in the air. That's all it is. Sir, thank you. That's why I think that they don't, when they send out the invitations for dinner, they tell you not to bring along your financial advisor. No financial advisor uh. permitted. Yeah, no financial advisors allowed. It's kind of an interesting thought, and John's point is exactly right. If you were uh, open, honest, and clear about what you were presenting, why wouldn't you want the financial advisor there? Mm. Well, it's because they're, number one, earning outrageous commissions on their products. And number two, the financial advisor might go, okay, now hang on a second. Uh, that doesn't sound right and would challenge them, whereas an average person would not. So mm -hmm. uh, what's, what's uh, a, an item that confuses some people about our radio show and our TV shows as well, but predominantly our radio show, is how many advisors are using our ideas with their clients. How many advisors just tune in every Saturday morning for their tutorial of the week of this is what I should be doing. And the fact that not only does it not upset me, but I rather encourage that. I encourage folks. Uh, we have, uh, we, we more than money, MTM financial group. We're part of a national network. It's called strategic financial Alliance. Mm -hmm. uh, it's referred to as a broker dealer there. Our uh, partner in the area is predominantly of uh, compliance and supervision. And uh, they have hundreds of advisors coast to coast. And I've encouraged as many of those who would listen. That, that's not all of them. But as many as would listen, uh, just pick up the podcast. It's on the, the website. Mm -hmm. Just listen every week and pick up some good ideas and use them for your clients. And that causes some people to scratch their head. Why are you voluntarily giving your competition good ideas? Because they're trying to help people. Because if they're stealing our ideas, they're hopefully also stealing our philosophy, which is that we're here to serve. That's we're, right. We're, and, and, and if they steal that philosophy, that just puts a big s smile on my face. That's just that's the way that's supposed to be. Um, everyone who uh, takes advantage of that is appreciative of it. And um, I always tell my clients that th who come in and say they don't understand this stuff, that one of my goals being your financial advisor mm -hmm. is that you will learn what you want to learn and mm -hmm. learn enough to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so there's less of this you know, feeling like suspicious and feeling like things are deceptive intentionally it, it, that goes away and then you feel so much better. If, if during the conversation you feel just that little bit of tension, either just in your chest or a little bit in your stomach, you're just a little still apprehensive, then the answer is, thank you very much. Let me think about it. Go away. Get a second opinion. Because that stress, that tension is telling you, I don't understand or I don't quite believe. I don't think this is right for me. Take a step back. Uh, when was the last time you told a client, you must do this today? <laughs> and I don't think I've ever said Never. that. <laughs> no, yeah. there's, um, the the uh, scammers, you, you got to hurry because this, this offer is going to run out by noon. 
If you don't get in right now, if you don't wire us the money right now, you're going to miss this opportunity. That, that doesn't exist. That's that's bogus. It's 100% bogus. Mm-hmm. So if you're not able, if your advisor is encouraging you not to take time, think about it, pray about it, discuss it, absorb it, ask more questions, get more informed. If your advisor is not intending you to do that, you got to kick them to the curb. Now, um, I have been reminded, and uh, I, we, we stepped back from our financial uh, answers just for a moment. Um, my wife, Diane, if that is her real name, reminds me that our middle daughter, Alyssa, the other Alyssa, <laughs> uh, is um, presenting her dissertation uh, this Tuesday, um, the 11th at 9 o'clock. So mm-hmm. all of you who have known our family for so very long, lots of you have known Alyssa since she was seven or eight years old, and now she's not. <laughs> and she's shortly to be Dr. Alyssa. Um, it's a big deal. So your prayers, your thoughts, mm-hmm. if you can kind of surround her with all those wonderful feelings and, and prayers, that would be <laughs> so appreciated. Um, our our children are hitting milestones. Mm. Uh, one graduating from high school, one PhD, others uh, just doing uh, personal milestones, and and you all know what that's about. Mm-hmm. You're all parents, grandparents, or you love kids. Uh, you're active in your church. You're doing things that that you know that you, you wish. There are circumstances where it's not about you. You you would far rather wish something good for someone else than for yourself, and that's. Uh, service philosophy that fits us to a T. So in this particular case, we ask your approval. We ask your prayers. We ask your support. Tuesday morning, 9 o'clock, think good things. And by the way, the the dissertation defense is probably going to be three hours. Oh, my. She's so so impressive. And I'm so excited to call her Dr. Alyssa. Plus, it'll help with the confusion, you know, like which Alyssa? Dr. Alyssa. Dr. Alyssa. Yeah, that's not me. (laughs) No, we have a, no, I I guarantee you that we have a far different title for Alyssa in the the office. She's um, amazing, um, really. It's it's exciting. She's worked really hard and uh, we're excited to celebrate that for her. Um, follow up to our questions about advisors over the years, my advisor and I've had real disagreements whenever I want to get out of the market. He says, hang in. Whenever I say I want to get more stocks, he says to stand pat. It seems like he always thinks I am wrong. This is my money. I think I should have the final say last year was too much for me. I finally told him to get us out of the market in September. Our accounts are in money markets and we've been waiting until the market settles down to get back in. What do your experts say about the right time to get back into this market? Oh, boy. <clears throat> He's not going to like the answer. No. The right answer is to not have gotten out mm. of the market. Um, if, you're, if you've been out of the market and you're looking to get back in now, you've already missed just year to date about 8% of upside on average depending on how you're invested. So if you had been in the market, you would be 8% higher than you are right now. So you you sold out of your investments low and you're buying in high no matter when you do it. So if you get in now, uh, maybe it won't be as high as it will be six months from now or whenever you decide. We don't know if they trend upward continues for the rest of the year steadily. If we have another dip, 
We talked about this earlier. We don't have that crystal ball. But I do know that the problem with trying to time the market is you don't know when that bump up's going to happen, and you already missed a pretty significant one. Um, yeah, so now it's just a matter of, yeah, are you going to get back in now, buying higher than what you sold and hoping that you're going to quickly recoup some more value? Um, are you going to be able to stomach it if that trend upward doesn't stay steady consistently from here on out? I, I don't know. The, 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 the trouble is that you already missed a lot of upside. Uh, so I'm going to go back to, uh, and you're absolutely correct. All those observations are 100% correct. I'm going to go back to uh, the comment, this is my money. I think I should have the final say. That part is true. You are free. This is America within certain uh, Department of Justice and FBI limits. You are free uh, to be as wrong as you wish. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if, if my doctor says, take my rescue... And exercise, and I, I, it's my life, it's my body. I don't have to do that. You're right, you don't. You, you don't have to do that. You only have to do it if you want to make progress and have a positive result. In your case, you are far more focused on who's right than you are on the right result. It sounds to me, no offense, eh, take offense if you wish, um, <laughs> I, I would have let you go as a, as, as a client a number of years back. We've had some real disagreements. I say, hang, he says, hang in. I want to get out. I would, uh, if by now you haven't figured out that, that I'm going to guess 80, 90% of your decisions would have been wrong, and certainly this last one was painful. September was the literally the bottom of the market. Literally. October was when the market turned higher and has not looked back. And people are talking now about a bull market. Uh, a, a bear market is if the market drops 20%. It did. It absolutely did. And ended right around September. And a bull market is if it goes up 20%. And it has. The S&P 500 since October is up about 21 22%. Yeah. It is a bull market. You've missed all of that. And, and you're more focused on it's my money. I wanted to. Go off. Go stop annoying your advisor. <laughs> you're, you're just every. I guarantee you, when the caller ID pops up and your name's on it, he's going, "Are you kidding me? I can't. I don't. You know, tell him I'm busy. I'm in a meeting. I can't. I can't put up with this crap today." A healthy relationship with your advisor, a healthy relationship, requires both of you to work together. And both of you to respect each other's opinions. Your opinion about the investments is irrelevant. You don't know Jack. <laughs> your advisor's opinion about your goals is irrelevant. He doesn't know Jack about you, your family, your loves, your legacy, your goals. That's the important part you're bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. So you're bringing to the table the context. What are we trying to do? What is the project? You're bringing the assignment. The financial advisor is bringing all of the detail, all of the experience, all the strategy, all the tools to accomplish that and keep you informed along the way. Your job is not to say get in or get out. Your job is to say my goals are still the same or not. My goals have changed. Hey, I just found out I have a health concern. I thought I was going to live until I'm 100. I'm going to live about two years. 
Well, that's a radical change. We've got to change your program. I just found out I thought I had two years. As it turns out, I've made some pretty significant changes, and I think I got about 35 more good years. Fantastic. But that's going to change your financial plan. Lots of things will change your financial plan if you're working together. So um, if I were you, I would find a financial advisor that maybe communicates in a way that you are more able to hear. Uh, and I'm saying that for two reasons. Number one, clearly this isn't working. Right. And number two, your financial advisor deserves a break. <laughs> Putting up with your crap all these years, that makes no sense whatsoever. Don't call me. <laughs> uh, as, yeah, you know what? Oh, it's so sad because the power went out of our office and the phones are down <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> Just please don't call. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at Ask M. TM.com. I think I'm going to have to stick with the same theme because we have about four minutes left. Okay. Um, you did get a lot of similar. Uh, yeah, it's a theme. It's I and I picked them up across, uh, I, of course, directly to me. Questions from my clients. Questions that my clients' friends are asking. Hey, you're going to go um, see your advisor. Ask him this for me. Okay. okay. And I'm wondering why they don't just come in themselves and give a second opinion. But, uh, I want to be aggressive with my investments. My advisors tell me to be conservative. Who is right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's another one where it's a team effort and a partnership. And you need to explain your desire to be aggressive and the context of how that fits with your goals and your situation. And then the advisor is going to explain if he doesn't think that's a good idea, why? Um, and make sure that those you have to come you know, to an agreement, they have to, you have to align. And so really it's deeper than this. Like what is the goal? What is your time horizon? What is your tolerance level? And if the advisor is not listening to you and mm. your desire to be aggressive is justified, then you probably need a different advisor. But if he's explaining to you reasons why it might not be a good idea and you're just not listening, uh, you know, then you have to look at Suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, there's some. There's got to be a, one of one of you um, isn't listening to the other at least, or maybe, or yeah, maybe both. <laughs> uh, and, and it may very well be both. Our good friend Mark Belsack has a very, very insightful uh, guideline where where he will let everyone know our other advisors as well. If your client has uh, a twenty percent return on their investments this year. And their goals required that they get a 5% return. You have messed up. And you go, well, how can you mess up if you made so much more money? It's because you took away more risk. So if this advisor is saying you should be conservative because it will meet your goals with more consistency, more predictability, more reliability, then, then the advisor is right. If, if the advisor is saying I want to be more conservative because he's a weenie, and, and your goals require you to be aggressive, then the advisor is wrong. There's no way for either of us to know without more information. Yeah. But obviously communication is lacking. Yeah. 
Uh, I think the the reason if if you made more than your goals require, um, the reason that's a problem is because if the market's down, you're also going to lose more than you could stomach. That's mm-hmm. what you have to understand about being aggressive is, yeah, it's beautiful when positive returns are there. But when the market's volatile and things are in a downturn, you're not going to like it very much if mm-hmm. you're not really, truly in an aggressive risk tolerance. We have one minute. Excellent. Um, I got an email from a longtime friend, 40-plus years, and it relates more to Andrew than it does to our discussion. Okay. Because Andrew's embarking on a mm-hmm. wonderful future. And this young man passed a tractor-trailer, and it was Lucky World Trucking. And you go, well, that's, that's kind of cute. But on the sides, it says, work hard, be kind, get lucky. That's a pretty good formula for success. <laughs> work like hard, it. be kind, and you will get lucky. That's how luck happens. Just work hard, be kind. Be Very si- nice. And be silly along the way. <laughs> 610-720-7900, top of the hour news. John Elliott at the board. Alyssa Young taking your emails at Alyssa at AskMTM.com. We'll take your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. back you've got more than money i don't know that i have it there we no are we back yep we're back more than money you can hear me i'm sure i can hear you excellent can you hear me now um yeah i'm not hearing myself in the headsets that's the only thing that's crazy that's cray 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 as mark would say cray cray (laughs) 610-720-7900 welcome to more than money if you were here for the first hour you learned a lot about how people are not on the same page with their financial advisors. It, 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 there's a lot of ways for it to go off the rails, apparently. And, uh, of course, in our More Than Money World headquarters, we try to avoid having things go off the rails. One of the ways we do that, by the way, is in the initial discussion we have with a prospective client. Some folks are very surprised to find that we accept about half of the folks who ask to become clients. It's about half. And the question that is often raised is why why not just take everybody? Everybody's not a fit. They're not a good fit. Uh, The gentleman that talked about, I want to get in, I want to get out, it's my money, you do what I... Yeah, that's not a good fit. It's not a good chemistry. It's not a good basis for a long-term relationship. And some folks don't want a long-term relationship. Some folks are... Uh, hit and run and they've been with four advisors in the last eight years and they're just going to keep bouncing around we're not interested it doesn't uh, advance our business model doesn't advance our relationships with our clients one of the things that um, I hope you will agree young lady uh, I think most of our advisors if not all of them would agree um, 
when we look at our schedules for the next day and we see the lineup of people we're meeting with, it, it like 99% puts a smile on your face. That's right. Yeah. Because you're meeting with really neat people, smart people, mm-hmm. fun people. Kind people. Kind and mm-hmm. generous. Yeah. And engaged. And um, they share our values. And so it's not a, oh, Jean's oh, on my schedule tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a rough day. No, it's I can tick off five, six in a row and go, oh, they're fantastic. They're great. Oh, I can't wait to see them. Haven't seen them in three months. And wow, the last time we talked, they were going to head off on a trip. I really want to hear about their trip. Last time I talked, they were expecting their first grandbaby. I really want to hear about that. There's so much. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's true. Like I like to look forward to catching up with these folks. Gene, what's the reason some other financial advisors don't accept clients? That is not the reason we wouldn't accept clients. Um, okay, that's that's a really interesting question. Why would an advisor not take a client, but it's not the reason that we don't take a client? In general... Um, other advisors who reject clients, it's because they don't have enough money. Yep. Um, min- <laughs> that's minimums. what I was. And, and some of the minimums, I, I mean, 250 grand, that's a ton of money. 500,000, yeah. Ken Fisher. There are uh, private advisors who will require you to have a million dollars to invest before they will accept your account. I know of one story of a gentleman who had a half a million join the advisory group. Their investments went down to 460, and they called him and said, "You either add money or move." That's crazy. Because they lost him money. That's so crazy. So yeah, it's uh, a lot of folks. And interestingly enough, that doesn't play any factor whatsoever in our selection of clients. And that's why I brought it up because I sat down with some people this week who asked that question about you know, why, why we might not accept a client or you, they heard we hadn't, we don't accept everyone and kind of assumed that was the reason. And I was like, no, that's not, that's not the reason. You know, they're like, do, do we have enough money to, for you to accept us as a client? And I was like, that's, uh, we, we, we don't have those high uh, minimum account balances that other people might turn you away for. So yeah, why not? Uh, be, because we can, we want to help people. And you don't need to have a lot of money to need our help. Um, it, your, if you have $40,000 to invest rather than 400000 that 40000 is just as important to you as that 400000 is to someone else. And so I – and I say this to people like you know, I treat it with the same level of care um, because in your life – um, it's just as, or maybe more, important to you, and we can still make a difference. And and that is the that is the absolute correct answer. That is absolutely true. That is exactly why uh, we do not have account minimums. But now I'm going to step back for a second, Alyssa. As all of you have listened to the show more than a couple times, you've already figured out she's way nicer than Jean is. Way nicer, uh, much nicer person, much more palatable, nicer to hang around. Yeah, there's. I mean, you, you, could, you could spend the day with Alyssa. You go, that was fantastic. I'm thinking about 35 minutes in, they're going, Gene, are you done? Could you just move it along, please? Um, part of the difference, uh, 
between Alyssa's answer and what I'm about to tell you is that as the founder of MTM Financial Group, as the founder of More Than Money with my wife, Diane, if that is her real name, my, my mandate, my, uh, it is a requirement as a business owner that I create a business model that is sustainable, that will allow me to pay the bills, that will allow me to stay open, that will allow me to keep my payroll so that when, when Alyssa goes to the bank, the money's actually there. And all of our employees, they expect every two weeks their money should be there. There shouldn't be a, hey, we had a rough time, sorry. What? So creating a business model that allows us to be profitable, sustainable, meaning we're going to continue to grow year after year. And for most of you who have been with us for many, many years, uh, our, our more than money world headquarters in the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth. We've been there. We're, we're coming up on 20 years. Um, you, you already understand this, but for folks who have not had that opportunity, it, it can be a little bit confusing. Well, wait a second. If somebody comes in with a million dollars, you might say no. That's true. We've actually, I think our current record for declining an account was something just over three and a half or four million dollars of, of saying no thank you. Um, and and our current, uh, I think, current record for accepting a client was about 1400 bucks. Sorry, really, really, really small. Uh, there is a sound business reason for doing it exactly the way we do it. There are actually two major business reasons. My apologies. There are three major, two major business and one major philosophical. <laughs> you, you, you'll see where I'm going with this. Uh, first and foremost, we already talked about it. We look at our schedules for tomorrow or for, for Monday. You look at your schedule and go, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Uh, when you are happy to see your client, your client is typically pretty happy to see you. That is the basis for a wonderful long-term relationship. Long-term relationships have two incredibly positive impacts. One, the clients stay with us. And the longer they stay with us, the more profitable we are. To be blunt. Mm -hmm. um, if you are not focused on a long-term relationship and you have a new client and they stay a year or two or three, you got paid once or twice or three times. Our clients stay for decades. So we're not being paid once or twice or three times. We're paying 10, 15, 20, and 30 times. That's incredibly profitable. Number two, business model. When your advisors, advisors, that sounded strange. When your advisors, when your employees are surrounded on a daily basis with people they really like, clients that they really enjoy, clients that are uh, a, a pleasure to be with, their job satisfaction kind of goes off the charts. So you get to keep your advisors, your, your, your employees. Employee turnover is a terrible thing for a business. Mm. And since you've been with us, we've, of course, lost a fair number of, okay, we've, we've lost a couple. Well, nobody. No, we've only added. We've grown. Yeah, we've grown. And the folks that, that are, are with us, gosh, we're just so blessed. They're so amazing. 
So it's very profitable to keep a client for a long, long time. Uh, along that way, their life will change. There may be more money involved. There may be an inheritance. There might be a 401k. There might be, there might be, there might be referrals. They might bring us other clients, which is fabulous. We love referrals. Mm -hmm. Our, our advisors have that satisfaction and, and our support staff, they, they make friends with our clients, um, because our support staff happens to be pretty fantastic. And uh, I mean, if you look at, uh, gosh, Connie, Stephanie, Sue, Melissa, um, Tammy. Uh, Tammy are just, they're just spectacular. Megan, they all make friends with her. So they're enjoying that relationship as well. Just Aubrey sometimes isn't always friendly when somebody comes in. Yeah. <laughs> Aubrey's I, I, a two pound dog. Oh, that... <laughs> okay. Uh, I was, was going to extend that out a little bit. Aubrey's an intern and I'm not sure she's going to make it. No, she's a dog. Like Aubrey barks at people. Oh, wait a minute. Gra yeah. Growls at people like, what? Oh, it's, uh, a, dog. Yeah, it's a dog. And it's she a only dog. weighs two pounds, so there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> now, I promised you three reasons. Karma. Mm. It's incredibly important that if you're in business serving people, that you understand that if you are serving an 18, 19, 20-year-old young woman who has a very small amount of money mm -hmm. but is in college perhaps, working perhaps, maybe her mom and dad, maybe her grandmother and grandfather are clients, maybe she came to us that way, but she is... Um, being guided, we will never make enough money to offset the effort, but we will also never receive as much in karmic satisfaction. <laughs> and if there's such a thing as a kind of a, a, a scoreboard in, in, in the universe, you, you get tremendous points and it's, uh, and, and karma does not say, well, just hang in with that young lady. She'll bring you a lot of money. That's not what it says. It says be incredibly good, be incredibly service-oriented to everyone, independent of whatever the account balance is, and it will come back to you in some way, shape, or form. It might just be satisfaction. It might be warm feeling. It might be uh, a hug. I like that my young lady client um, is happy to have the experience to have a financial advisor and it has inspired her to become one herself. And that to me is like, oh, what a great reward. You know, I, I, I don't care how profitable helping her is. It's great for me to know that she'll find a fulfilling career where she can be successful and have positive impact on countless families in her lifetime. So definitely worth it right there. And she didn't have $500,000 to invest. <laughs> and that's okay. And, and a moron advisor would have said, no, thank you. Yeah. And would never have the opportunity. And it's it's early. She she could make some changes, make career choices. God bless her. She's young. That's what life is about. Exploring and figuring it out. But let's assume just for fun, just just project out the day that she becomes a financial advisor. Your heart is gonna explode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mine will from afar, but yours is hands on yeah. right there. Yeah. And it's good stuff. Th that kind of exactly. <laughs> yes. It's good stuff. <laughs> How it becomes good stuff, we don't know. The uh 
other question that we often get from a business model standpoint is, as most of you are aware, we're pretty active. Uh, we just raised $15,000 for leukemia lymphoma. Um, we're pretty active for Folds of Honor, Laughing in My Nightmare, Children's Home of Easton. You get the idea. And people go, gosh, that's a lot. And no, it isn't. No, it isn't. We're just getting started. We are so blessed. And as uh, my spiritual advisor often says, often says, we are blessed. To be a blessing. To be a blessing. <laughs> it's just that simple. Yes. And the more that you can bless other people, uh, it is crazy. From a business model standpoint, it says, gosh, being a blessing in service, that doesn't sound very business-like. Oh, my gosh. You have missed the point <laughs> entirely. And many business people do. They miss the point. And the point is the more you can serve. Um, my advisor also often says you cannot outgive God. Mm. And as fast as we help, as fast as more than money and our entire team try to help, it keeps coming through. Mm -hmm. And it just keeps coming through. So, goodness gracious, we are blessed. Thank you to all of you. 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Young lady writes, I am a 70-year-old retiree from a school district. Since I was receiving, since I was receiving a pension of 125 to avoid a federal tax, a salesman who was allowed into our workplace to pitch their products in exchange for providing the staff with a free lunch convinced me to take a large amount that was the lump sum, 125000 from her uh -huh. Peaser's pension, uh -huh. um, into an annuity that would give me uh, $13,000 a year. With that amount, I was to take 3000 to pay taxes and send $10,000 to a life insurance policy. Uh, okay. uh, of the annual income? Mm -hmm. 10000 of it to... Okay. Okay, gotcha. He showed me tables that I really did not understand, but assured me that after 10 years, I'd be able to withdraw the 100000 I had invested free and clear. Being busy with work, taking care of an ill husband, I took his word and diligently sent the 10000 a year for the last five years. And then I started to look into what I had signed on to. I purchased a flexible premium universal life policy with index-linked interest options. It costs over $200 a month. When I looked into closing the policy after five years, I, I found I'd be out $12,000. After 10 years, I'm sure I will be out more. I met with a salesperson again who said I had misunderstood him. I finally read the entire policy and still do not see any benefit to it unless I were to die. There are long-term care options that will also detract from the final distribution. I have saved over my work life and feel this policy may detract from the amount my kids will inherit. With longevity in my genes, I'm afraid I'll outlive this policy. The salesman spoke of tax advantages to my descendants by giving <laughs> more money. I don't understand. Could you explain it to me? And since I feel as if I were deceived, do I have legal recourse to recoup the full investment? Wow. Yeah, wow. Let me uh, take a look here real quick. Um, I'm, I'm going to bottom line this rather quickly. Okay. Uh, do you have recourse? Oh, hell yes. Were you misled? You absolutely were. Is that your fault? Not even a little bit. The salesman, you're absolutely right. Salesman only. Advisor, not even close. Fiduciary, forget about it. That's embarrassing. Misled you. 
sold you, not only sold you, but sold you double dipped, put 125000 into an annuity that I'm guessing he or she made eight or $9,000 immediately. And then had you pull out $10,000 a year to go into life insurance premiums, the commission on that $10,000 could be as much as half of the, the premium. So over the last five years, eight or 9,000 up front, 25,000 over the last five years has made tens of thousands of dollars. And if you were to end the program today, you'd be down 12 grand. And he's saying you misunderstood. No, you were misled. You were missold. You were mistreated. And do you have recourse? You do have recourse. The Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities will be very interested to hear about this young person, this salesman. Uh, I would also uh, refer you to the Department of Aging. I'll tell you what, Department of Aging, they can get pretty uh, aggressive about these things. I would complain to the employer of this person. I would write letters to everybody that will listen. I will make this young man's life living hell unless and until they write you a check for every penny you spend. And by the way, if you need help, I'm a little snarky. I'll be glad to help. Just head on over. 610-720-7900. All right. We have our icebreaker call, even though we're three quarters of the way into the show. So we're going to thank Nick for calling. Good morning, Nick. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Good morning. Doing well. I have two questions. The first is kind of um, tongue-in-cheek, but I, there is a serious point to it. I see uh, on TV, Gene dresses so well, suits fit, shirts, very nice, very professional. <laughs> then on TV, I see one of your competitors who demands $500,000, and his shirts don't fit his suit or his sports coat is oversized, but he's always on TV uh, pitching. Is there a psychological reason that he's doing that, or is he just buying ill-fitting clothes? <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly the gentleman you're talking about. Good. I, have, I, I didn't want to say no, it unless you wanted to say I, it. I have seen it exactly, and you are 100% correct. Correct. He looks like a pencil neck because his shirts are too big. His <laughs> exactly. Tie, and, it, and his sport coat is off to the side. It's gapped by an, uh, uh, an inch and a half. Uh, I, I, I have been told I have not met this individual personally, but I have read more than enough to understand that, that he has some uh, uh, very uh, high opinions of himself. I and, would think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my, yeah my, but why my, not wear a $2,000 suit then? Uh, it's a fair question, uh, and, and, and my guess, it's just a guess, is that he put it on, and somebody said, maybe you should change, and he said, maybe you should back off, buddy. I know what I'm doing. I, I'm sure he's convinced he knows more than anybody in the world. So God bless him. God bless him. Now, well, now to the real question. Well, it's not that complicated, but my wife and I, almost all of our accounts, CDs and property, are all uh, uh we're together, co-owners. Mm -hmm. But I have one account at uh, Fidelity. It's an individual brokerage account. And I have it in my name. And then I have her as the beneficiary and my children as the uh, co- uh, in the case she passes away. Yeah. Is there an advantage to making her a co-owner? Or is it with me? Or should I leave it the way it is because I can move the money more flexibly 
is there a, a difference between between those two uh, sides of the coin? Yeah, sure there is. Uh, and, and you may have already stumbled into your own answer. If uh, she is a beneficiary, as you have it set up, she has no legal rights at this moment. She cannot uh, affect the account. She can't take money out of the account. She can't invest in the account. If she were a co-owner, she could do all of that. If your goal is not to have her have any of those abilities and, and to keep it simple and clean and easy, then what you have set up works beautifully. If, on the other hand, you were going, now, wait a second. No, I, I yeah, if something, I'm, I'm out of town or I want her to be able to do something, okay. or, then, right. then having co-ownership is the way to go. Got it. And that's the only issue. And I guess as co-owners, I call Fidelity and say buy this or sell that. Or she could call Fidelity and say buy sure. this or sell. But we don't both have to be on the line no, to no, no. buy or sell. But right now, if she were to call and say, hey, buy or sell, they would say, no, thank you. We're not going to do that. You're not Got the it. owner. You're not on the account. Got it. Yeah. Very good, Gene. Thank you very much. Thanks, you. Take care, All sir. Right. Bye. Yeah, it is kind of ironic that the gentleman this man is referencing, he's a multi-billionaire. <laughs> they, they, it's ridiculous. And, and you look at him and go, seriously? Seriously. Mm -hmm. But it's the same gentleman that was caught recorded in a meeting talking about women in a very derogatory way. <laughs> very derogatory way. It's also a guy who was ordered by a judge to dismantle outside speakers. He had a dis dispute with his neighbor. So he would play heavy metal rock at the loudest that his speakers oh, nice. directed away from his home and at his neighbor, <sighs> who, of course, filed a suit and said this is harassment, and he was ordered to cease and desist. Filed an ill-fitting suit? Z oh! 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 That was great! Once in a while, Dear I... Dear Diary, <laughs> Alyssa today... Slam dunked it. She <laughs> slam dunked. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Gene at askmtm dot com. Your emails, your questions after this on more than money. I gotta, I gotta pod that down, or we'll play the whole thing. <laughs> it's that good, <laughs> all that good music. John uh, Elliott with us in the studio. Welcome back. It's wonderful to have you back. And Alyssa Young in the studio. Welcome. It's good to have you back. Good to have me back. Yeah. Uh, uh, since last week. <laughs> no, I was, I was out of the room for three minutes. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> you caught just, me off guard. Just there. coming back. And, uh, <laughs> it's good to have you back. It's like when Mark said goodbye yesterday. I said I miss you already. It's just, <laughs> Gone for the weekend. So, uh, welcome back to more than money. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. You have Alyssa Young. You have John Elliott. You have Gene Dickinson. And for many years, John has been with us from day one. So he understands that uh, some time ago we uh, <clears throat> we made the executive choice. We had uh, some uh, voice of an angel, Natalie Merchant, uh, who had our bumper music <laughs> and our intro and outro music for years. Then Alyssa came in, and I had to change everything up, <laughs> please. And uh, gosh, how many compliments do we get almost every week? <laughs> hey, that, the, that music was great. Hey, John's picking great stuff. Hey, that was really good. 
Forever Young is our intro mm -hmm. and our outro. That's that's when we end our show. Let's see you later. Uh, bottom line is, uh, yeah, the music. Whew, sometimes it's fun. It is. It's, sometimes it's hard to turn it off. That's that's the only problem. Mm -hmm. uh, cocaine in the White House. No suspects. Obviously, FBI. They're on it. Their crack agents are on it. Gotcha. I see what you did there. Thank you. Andrew Young's big day today, a graduation party. We wish him the very, very best as he enters a new phase, and he'll finish out the summer doing some work and then head off to Westchester. But we think uh, uh, grand thoughts, and we, uh, we we send our love to uh, to Andrew. Thank you. Our love goes to all of you who are so generous for uh, leukemia lymphoma. We raised $15,000, and we had an incredible time doing it. Yeah, we did. Oh, what an event. If you missed the event, this is going to sound redundant. You missed it. <laughs> you really did. Uh, jobs report, really, really good. Uh, so 610-720-7900. That's the number that Chris called. We'd like to welcome Chris to the show. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. How can we serve you? Um, I actually just... Uh, had an unfortunate scenario occur in the last week. Uh, a friend of mine passed away oh. at the unfortunate age of 42 years old. Oh, um, I'm so sorry, Chris. And as life picks up and speed moves faster, um, we didn't get a chance to spend a whole lot of time together over the last five or so years. Mm -hmm. And hearing your last um, letter that was read on the radio, I um, have been searching for the good in the universe and let alone everything else. Mm. But uh, your comment about being able to take up that person's concern and problems and help them move it forward in a way that would be beneficial uh, was sincerely heartwarming <laughs> and is much appreciated. Um, I had a tenured career of almost 20 years in the wireless industry and Sorry, this phone call is a little difficult for me because I'm hearing hiss and pop on my end. So I'm trying to do the best I can. <laughs> no, you're, you're crystal clear on our yeah. end, Chris. You're doing great. Perfect. Glad to hear it. And uh, when my career ended um, by mutual choice, uh, I had the blessing of two children now and get to spend my days with them, taking care of them. Hmm. And to hear your statements of fiduciaries and all the wonderful things that now work for us, for our money, to return that to what is life is unending in its value. That's beautifully said, my friend. Beautifully said. Yeah, we are all about life being more than money, right? Mm. The important things. <laughs> Perfectly put. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that. Um, it sounds You sound a lot like a lot of our clients who come to us and share those ups and downs of life mm -hmm. and we want to be along for the ride and be partners and teams and we understand what you're going through um, and it's important to have people around you to lift you up when you need it and hold your hand and and focus on what's important it was i i don't qualify myself as a young guy as i should be with my kiddos but uh, i'm not old either and i just happened to say Hey Google, play AM790 this morning, and you guys were on, and it was serendipitous when I started ironing the shirt and started hearing this stuff. <laughs> we're glad that you're here. Thank you for calling too, and I hope you keep listening. Thank you. Appreciate it. God bless you. Have a good day. You, you too. too. 
Uh, bless them. Uh, God brings us uh, to places that we could not have uh, engineered on our own in 10 million years. So whatever value we bring to Chris this morning, uh, we're so grateful you for the chance. Bumps, like, literally. Uh, we, are, <laughs> we are beyond grateful to have the opportunity. And for all the advisors out there, and, and bless you, I know there's a lot of good people out there. If you're doing a radio show and you're just recording a, something that, that some marketing company told you to put together because it might make some more money, please don't do that. Please put the effort in and, and care about your clients. And if you're going to do a radio show, great. But do it with some integrity. Do it with some care. Do it with some, with some heart and with some compassion. And, and, and the rewards are just incredible. And, yeah, goosebumps are just the start. Hmm. Just the start. Chris, thank you so very much. We had uh, Diane and I, Diane, if that is her real name, and I had one of those moments where God guided us in such a way and so immediately that it was it, it took us like by by storm um, we were at Blue Ridge again Saturday night speaking with uh, uh, Tiffany Randy's wife mm. and uh, on on out of the blue um, completely disconnected to the conversation she said do you know anyone who could babysit our three young ones who shares our values. So she wasn't just looking for, is there somebody I can dump my kids on? No, no, not even close. Is there someone that you know who could care for our kids if we're not here, who share our values? Now, I'll be very clear with you. Uh, Randy and, and, and uh, Tiffany are very strong Christians, uh, very conservative people, uh, very uplifted people, very positive people, and they wanted, they would not allow their children to be cared for by someone who doesn't share those values. But the request kind of came out of the blue. So um, as, as is my um, typical response when I'm caught, I went humming a humming a humming. Yeah, that's a great, let me think about it. I, and we, we did, of course, we're going to think about it. If we come up with somebody, we'll let you know. Mm -hmm. And she went, thank you so much. And we went off and we're at a winery. So uh, ironically enough, we had to, glasses of wine huh, how strange is that <laughs> and we're and the property is so beautiful we're just strolling where it was a saturday night it was beautiful um it was it wasn't exactly a date night but it was pretty close yeah and we're strolling and we're seeing friends and we're just enjoying and uh, they had food trucks food was crazy good oh my gosh and at one of the food trucks, we're going, look at that that went we place an order and we turn and there are several folks from our church and uh, one gentleman whose uh, wife was there the day that a, a client of ours in church collapsed. Mm -hmm. And she was instrumental in being right on the spot, taking care of that, that, that gentleman until the ambulance arrived. Spectacular. His, her husband was there. His daughter was there. And a friend, another young lady who goes to church and is very active in uh, youth group and I turned and I it didn't take me one split second to go hey Addie do you babysit and she went what <laughs> <laughs> a typical question to a young person at a winery just before the fireworks hey buddy 
Do you babysit? Because she, she went, thought you needed a babysitter. No, she thought my wife thought I needed a babysitter. <laughs> Look, just keep him from drooling all over the place. And, you know, if you can, just roll him out into the sun occasionally. And just get, just give him a little bit of vitamin D. Uh, and just don't let him wander off. Cut his food. <laughs> just <laughs> tiny little bite-sized pieces. Put it in the blender. It's, it's better in the blender. You just got just put it. And no, you don't have to separate. It. Just put it all in and just you know. blend it up. It'll be gross, but yeah. he, he he doesn't mind. And she went, uh, hmm. And I said, well, we just had a conversation less than ten minutes ago. <laughs> and she went, that's crazy. I live two minutes from here. Get out. I don't have to get out. This is my oh. show. <laughs> why, why would you even say that? That is so rude. Sorry, that was uncalled. <laughs> that was one of those uh, Freudian slip things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, get out. No, really, get out. <laughs> and this young lady, um, within another, I'll bet less than five minutes, we walked down the path, bumped into Tiffany, introduced the two of them. Nice. And this wonderful Aww. young strong, smart, Christian girl gets introduced to somebody who lives two minutes from her house that has three wonderful kids. And who knows where that That's relationship perfect. goes? Aww. Unbelievable. Yeah. You couldn't plan that if you stayed up all night. No. Nope. You couldn't plan it. Unbelievable. I and love it. Chris, the, you, you found us today. We found you today. <laughs> um, and finding each other is a pretty cool thing, so... God bless you, and uh, gosh, um, 42. Um, the only uh, comfort that that gives me is that, as they say, that only the good die young, so your friend must have been a pretty good person, and uh, if it gives you any pause whatsoever, that just means I'll be doing the radio show when I'm about 103, because if only the good die young, <laughs> I ain't going nowhere soon. Uh, Oh, that's not that, true. That would explain why my wife is so depressed. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you serious? You're going to stay like a long time? Okay. 610 uh, Alyssa at .com. Um If that doesn't work, there we go. Gene uh, at askmtm.com. Uh, apparently financial advisor questions. Uh, I met with a financial advisor, wanted to know every detail of my financial life, even wanted to look at my tax returns. I just want her to invest my money, <laughs> not be nosy. <laughs> uh, where do I go to get just investment advice? Well, you start with a guy whose suit doesn't fit very there well. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry that was too easy oh. that, that was right there it's the, you, you can't that was a softball yeah yeah you know I've, I've had people ask why do you need to know all of this information and it feels like you know it's just intrusive hmm. and the explanation that i give is as fiduciaries which means we are responsible for doing what's in your best interest. The only way we know what's in your best interest is if we know your full picture. So, yeah, we have to know a lot of information. Um, but it's so that we can do our job for you. So if we don't know that you actually have, you know, 
another account over here that's invested a completely different way or mm. what or you have a, a, a big uh, loan you know that's due and you have debt payments to make whatever if we don't know that stuff and we're making investment decisions and giving you advice without knowing everything how do we know our advice is any good mm. we don't so that's why as fiduciaries we ask you for all that stuff um, if you don't want to give that stuff and you want investment advice that's uh, like um, in a what what I can't think of the word like um, in a vacuum is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Oh, very good. Uh, then like you know open <clears throat> Ro- robo advisor. Yeah, yeah. There you go, a robo advisor. Um, Just go online, open an account, and somebody with a computer is going to tell you put it X here and Y there. Sure, go away. Yeah, and if you're happy with that, then you know Godspeed. But <laughs> yeah, but you likely won't be. <laughs> Uh, right. Especially uh, now, she, this person, I say she, I'm not sure if it is. Uh, doesn't matter. So she is upset. Even my tax return. Um, that's one of the most critical pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. You should be grateful that they're asking for your tax return because making investment decisions without knowing tax implications could turn out to be kind of yucky when you like have a big tax bill at the end. Could of the year. be kind of mm. yucky. Or could be one of the neatest opportunities you will ever bump into. Say what? Okay. (laughs) Um, For example, uh, a client comes to us, prospective client comes to us, says, please don't look at everything. Just look at my investments. We go, no, thank you. Oh, if I have to, I have to. Show me your tax return. And it turns out that uh, this, uh, she is uh, 69 years old. She has uh, $380,000 in an IRA. In four years, she's going to have to start taking RMDs. And she's really unhappy about that. The government, they're always trying to take money, and they're always going to tax me, and it's really bad, and I wish there was something to do. But just invest my money. We go, okay, pump your brakes there. Let's look at your tax return. And we find out that her tax return is showing a very modest income stream. And that she could actually take out a fair amount of money. I'm going to pick a number out of thin air. $25,000. And pay less than 10% income tax. Keep more than 90%. She's going, ah, they're going to take all my money. and they're going, Okay, how about if we figured out a way for you to take big chunks of money out and pay less than 10%. Well, that's, if that's like, that's silly. It's not. How about it isn't? Right. Depending on your tax bracket, it could be fantastic. Mm -hmm. And if 380 is the number now and over the next four years, we can remove 100,000 bucks at at a very low tax rate. You might very well find out that you can um, reduce your RMDs dramatically and have lower taxes for the rest of your life. Hmm, that's interesting. How about just invest my money, don't look at my tax return. And we do look at the tax return, and we find out that they have contributions to their church. And they are 73 years old, and now they're angry about their RMD. And we go, okay, hang on a second, pump your brakes. 380000 now I've got them as a couple. I don't know why, but 380000 <laughs> Call it 200000 a piece on 200000 His RMD is about 8000 so is hers, about 8000 a piece. And they're giving $10,000 to the church. The first 10000 goes tax-free. 
Yes. A little bit of work. Yep. And a couple yeah. pieces of paper, a little planning. Got that? Yep. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal with none whatsoever. And if they happen to be overly generous, as many of our clients are, laughing at my nightmare, uh, leukemia lymphoma, children's home of Easton, folds of honor, all of a mm-hmm. sudden they may end up having their entire RMD tax free giving money to the same organizations they're currently getting. And by the way, that's over and above their standard deduction. So yep. the standard deduction, 25000 dollars and $16,000 tax-free. It's a please pretty nice opportunity no, that you... Please don't look at my oh, tax return. Oh, right. Nope, no. never mind. Please don't look at my tax return. <laughs> I have all this stock that my husband bought years and years ago, and now he's passed, and... The capital, I would love to sell it, but the capital gains are dreadful. Can I look at your tax return? No, you cannot. Please go away. Oh, I can? Oh, nice. As it turns out, your tax bracket is so low that you actually have a zero capital gains rate. What? You can sell blocks of stock and pay no income tax whatsoever. But what about the investments? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The impact that a quality financial advisor can have on a person's life is often, yeah, often measured in I made 50 grand so far this year. Yeah, I get that. But it's more often made in maybe peace of mind. Forget tax savings. We've been talking the last few minutes about tax savings, which can be dramatic but maybe it's peace of mind. Maybe it's just knowing that their estate is well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris mentioned that he lost a friend at 42. You've got to understand that for most folks who pass at 42, it is incredibly unexpected. Oh, yeah. And all of the discussion that they may have had, should have had, I'm certain did have. You know, someday I get it, we got to get our wills squared away. We got to. But I'm only 42. And if your financial advisor goes, you're only 42, you got plenty of time, don't worry about it. As opposed to uh, your more than money advisor who's going, dude, you're 42. You're an adult. You have responsibilities. You have young children. Mm -hmm. You owe it to them to be well prepared for whatever God has in store, including you might exit sooner than you think. Uh, which is why we have such a close working relationship with Key Stroll mm-hmm. and uh, Steckel and Stop, the entire law firm there on the estate planning side. Because those kinds of things that you would say, it doesn't add a penny to my investment returns. No, as a matter of fact, it's going to cost you some money. You're going to make an investment in your financial future of your family. And, yeah, some of your investment profits are going to be siphoned off to pay for the cost to create your estate documents in the most appropriate way that meet your needs. And yet that's not measured on the uh, quarterly report that says you're up or down. Very no, good. but that's one of those things you're going to be like, oh, I'm really glad we got that taken care of. It's very important. I feel better in knowing it's settled and peace of mind and it's all it's a, it's it's such a big part of um, your life that yeah it's just your investments and don't he- touch it heaven forbid that you're on the other side of that mm. 
we talked about it for years. We never did. And now I've got a struggle mm -hmm. and I'm not, I'm without my spouse. Yeah. And the impact on the kids. And if you are on that side of it yeah. and you're like, what do I do now? Is the person who only handles your investments going to be able to help you? Uh, in many cases, they're not permitted to. And all the ideas that we just talked about on the tax side, so many, including the guy with the bad fitting suit and the, and the pencil neck geek, um, they are not legally permitted to talk about taxes. They're, they're not legally permitted. And it is, uh, it's, it is a head scratcher. It's mind boggling. Um, uh, and, and yet they call themselves financial advisors. That's if they simply said, look, we're investment advisors, and I've seen the same ads, and some of their ads are, hey, we're different than everybody else. We charge a small fee. So do we. Uh, we're fiduciaries. So are we. We do better when, uh, when our clients do better. So do we. You're just like everybody else, with one exception. You have a $500,000 minimum. Mm. You couldn't give a rat's <laughs> patoot about a young girl who wants to become a financial advisor in her future. You couldn't give a rat's patoot about a lady who just lost her husband who's uh, maybe in her late 70s. And in the entire world, she has 65000 bucks. In her entire world. And she needs help. She needs guidance. She needs assurance. She needs uh, compassion. She needs care. She needs to be served. You don't care. Yeah, hit the bricks, buddy. <laughs> hit the bricks. The show's been very deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, typically the phrase I hear when I'm around is, eh, it's getting deep in here. That's the phrase. Uh, in this case, I hope it was deeper for a better reason than yeah. what oh, most people generally yeah, yeah. suggest. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, we just have a couple minutes left in this edition of More Than Money, so I'm going to encourage you to do a couple things. Number one, if you haven't heard the entire show, you have the opportunity. John will do his magic and get this show over to Megan. Megan will do her magic. It'll be posted Monday around noon. We've got a year's worth of shows there. You can review to your heart's content, review and uh, revisit if necessary. And we give you some topics that you can kind of gauge what's in each show. Please uh, take advantage of that service to you. We also have videos posted on our website from our uh, PBS uh, 39 show and our BRC TV show. And I think we have a, at least a year's worth of both of those as well. So you've got probably 150 radio and TV shows that you can take a peek at. You can check out the background for all your financial advisors so you can learn why Alyssa is so darn smart. What is it in her background that <laughs> makes her so darn smart? And uh, why in the world do we uh, still let Chad come to work? It's uh, the, I think it's the fleece vest. I think, I think it's the superhero status. It's because he's awesome. It, he is awesome. And speaking of awesome, we have an op awesome opportunity. All you have to do is ask and you can get a free second opinion about any part or all of your financial life. You can do that by going to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, sending me an email, gene at askmtm.com, G-E-N-E -E at askmtm.com, and you can always go old school, 610-746-7007. Folks, God bless you all, and thank you for being part of this show. We'll see you next week on More Than Money. <laughs>